Hey everybody, this is Food and Flights, episode 26, Views in Vancouver, and this is part two of our trip. Let's get ready for takeoff. last month talking about um coming down from Whistler Mountain after we did our strenuous hike yep um and so we at this point were very hungry very tired and very thirsty and we had booked the vodka one kettle room in the barefoot bistro um and looking back probably not the best decision yeah I definitely think the hunger was taking over my body at first like surprisingly I'm I like drink water all the time especially when I'm hiking I usually like overpack water and this time I had one little bottle and I really wasn't like overly thirsty but by the time we got down the hill I was so tired and like just hungry at that point I had only had waffles and Nutella in my stomach yeah I like eight year or eight month or eight hours ago <laughs> so we get to the vet, the vodka one kettle room in barefoot bistro and this room is essentially negative tw- 20 degrees um it's marketed as like the coldest room in canada to drink alcohol uh it was about 50 dollars a person and included in that is four shots of alcohol three of your choosing um you can only spend i believe 15 minutes in there um that's like the allotted amount of time or you have the risk of hypothermia uh you do have to put on these big winter parkas um so when we first got there we we made it on time we were like two minutes early um, it is located in, like, the Barefoot Bistro lobby area, and it's kind of confusing. They do have some pretty good signage, but, like, it's kind of confusing, like, where it's located at because it's in, like, it's in this restaurant and it's hotel. It's, like, yeah, it's in between the restaurant and the hotel. So we get there, and um, immediately you see the Kettle One room, and there was a group in there, so we're like, shoot, did we, like, miss our reservation time? Mm-hmm. Um, so we waited. We chugged some water, which probably <laughs> saved me, um, but eventually the guy came out. I don't remember his name but he was great um and he was like talking about asking us like what we had done today or whatever and um he took our stuff you put all of your belongings other than like your phone in a cabinet and you put on these big parkas he asked us where we were from we said michigan and he was like oh well then you're used to this weather yeah (laughs) so we went in um it is obviously very cold um and so it's truly not a big room at all yeah, no, when I first saw it, so it looks like you're walking into a refrigerator at first. I mean, you mm-hmm. have the really pretty, like, kettle ro- one room, but it would be very easy to miss if you weren't trying to look for it mm-hmm. because it's basically just that one door, and that is it. Mm-hmm. So when you walk in, uh, it's basically just this really, it's an ice room, you know, and it has these little chiseled, like, shelves which have all these different types of vodka all over the walls. Um, they have really cool... I don't want to say it's like ice sculpting because it's not, but it they have like lights in the back of it where it says like Kettle One and it has the um, the B, you know, for the restaurant and all that. So we go in, we meet this guy, you know, at first, the first thing I was thinking was like, okay, um, so what is this? Like, are, are you going to give us some information on it? Because he really was kind of asking more about us, like, where are you guys from? You know, like all these questions about us. And I'm like, well, I want to know like about this room. 
So he had said that originally it was actually a cigar um, bar that was attached to the restaurant. But when Canada uh, had the no smoking law, um, and I don't know if this is for all cigar bars or if it's just ones that were attached to a restaurant, but when Canada banned smoking in restaurants, they said that the cigar bar could no longer exist. So they decided to come up with this creative concept of doing this really, really cold Kettle One ice room where you could drink alcohol. And one of the cool things about it being so cold is actually that you can drink alcohol. Um, very, It's very smooth. Like you don't actually really notice drinking the alcohol because it's so cold. You can feel like, you know, how cold it is like going down your lungs. Yeah. So that was kind of cool. Um, we started with what, just the normal Kettle One shot at yep. first? Like he said, it went down very smoothly. I tasted like water to me, um, which, which was a little dangerous. It's so dangerous. Um, I was like very nervous because we didn't have any food in our stomach nor water really. And, and he was, was like, egging it on. Too. He was. I told him I was like, we have not. We've hiked all day and haven't like drank or ate anything. He was like, well, that's a you problem. And I'm like, <laughs> all right. Um, so then he allowed us to pick out the three shots of whatever else we wanted. So yeah. we picked out Ciroc mango. Mm-hmm. Ciroc watermelon. Yep. And what was the other one? Ciroc pineapple. Pineapple. Um, we took the mango. I couldn't finish it. Yeah, I, I definitely could finish it, but... Uh, I wasn't a big fan I of it. I wasn't mango. a fan of it either, and it was funny because you didn't finish it, so then he kept giving it to me, and I'm like, buddy, like, I really gotta watch myself here because I have, like, I'm gonna be four shots in with no food in my stomach, so no. Um, after that, we had the watermelon one, which I actually really liked. It kind of reminded me of, like... Um, like a Jolly Rancher, yep, almost. Um, and then he convinced us. He's like, "You don't want the pineapple," and we were like, "Okay, what do we want then?" And he's like, "I have a coffee, vodka for you guys to try." So we did that. And that I, one was so good. Yeah, it was. It, I mean, so good that he gave us another one free of charge. <laughs> exactly. So this guy was having a blast that we were on an empty stomach. Like he just, he was a good time. Um, so at that point, we had had what. Five shots. Five shots. Yep, five shots at that point. Um, and then we were the only ones in the room, so he was like, let's get creative with um, photography. So he was taking videos of us. We were having a good time. And then, you know, the 15 minutes was up, so we had to get out. Um, we gave the coats back. He gave us all of our stuff. And um, that was pretty much the experience. Yeah, I... Granted, we were on an empty stomach. I thought this was a lot of fun. Like, he made it a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, 15 minutes of fun. <laughs> and it was, yeah, and it was, like, it was, like, drinking water with a hint of, like, watermelon. Or, it yeah. did, like, you did not taste the vodka. And it was, it was cool. I will say I have one critique for it. Um, If I wouldn't have asked how that room came of existence, like, he really wasn't going to tell us any information. Yeah. And I don't blame him for that. But... Going to, like, the Jameson Distillery in Ireland, I really thought it was going to be something where they maybe told you a little bit about Kettle One um, or a little bit about the room and how it came to be. But instead, it was really, like, you are coming in to drink vodka in the cold. (laughs) Like, that is what you are here for. So I will say, like, it was a little unexpected. I thought we would get a little bit more information about Kettle One. But overall, I actually really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it, too. And I thought it'd be something where it's like, meh. But no, this is actually something I enjoyed. And I don't want to ever drink my vodka unless it's negative 20 degrees. Yeah. So cheers to wintertime. Cheers to wintertime. So we left that room 
like two seconds from being drunk. Yeah, he was like, you guys need to find somewhere to sit within the next 20 minutes. And in my head, I was like, I need to find somewhere to sit in the next 20 seconds because, like, I wouldn't say I was like, I mean... You were, like, on the fast track to being very drunk very quickly. Yeah. I mean, I felt that, too. So we were in Whistler on a Saturday. It was very busy. It was very packed. Granted, there was a lot of restaurants. I was feeling Mexican food, so we found a Mexican restaurant. called. It was called, like, Mexican on the Corner or something like that. And it was actually, like, up... You had to go upstairs, upstairs. to get to it. Um, we really set ourselves up. Yes, for luckily success. there was no way we got a table. Their menu though was very, very, very limited, mm-hmm. um, and so we ended up getting steak fajitas and just splitting them. And guacamole. And guacamole. And well, because I was like, I need an appetizer <laughs> right now, and I need water right now. And the lady's like, Oh, we have this wonderful margarita. And we're like, like no, no, Absolutely no, no, no. not. <laughs> absolutely not. Um, so I sat there, and as we were eating, I got so drunk. <laughs> Um, and it, it was a good time, but I was like, I and I, I mean, we ended up feeling fine that night. Like yeah. we weren't, we weren't hungover. We didn't get sick or whatever. But I was like, if I do not slam water and get chips into me <laughs> right now, it's not going to be pretty. Because we still had, you know, well, how long was it? We how still had an hour ride, ride home yeah. and then a twenty minute walk to our yeah. hotel. Um, so that was a fun dinner because <laughs> it's just drunk. We were just eating. The food was pretty good. Yeah. Um, it wasn't, like, the best Mexican I've ever had. Um, but at that point, we just definitely needed something in our stomach. Yeah, and it was, like, pretty pretty happen that night. I it mean, was pretty granted, there was. So, I did think it was really cool because I've been to a couple, like, mountain resorts before where they've utilized their gondolas to, you know, go up on the top of the mountain, see things, hike. But I did think this was really cool because they had a whole, like, mountain bike park. So, all these people were renting bikes or they were bringing their bikes, which... I've never seen before, so I thought that was really cool seeing all these people bring, like, their mountain bikes on public transportation or underneath these buses, and they're coming here to almost like a ski resort. Like, they're coming and bringing all of this stuff and doing this stuff with their kids, um, and it was just a cool overall, like, experience for somebody who doesn't see this all the time living in the Midwest. Right, yeah. So, we finished up dinner. Um, we were pretty early to take our bus back, so we kind of just waited outside. Uh, it was getting pretty chilly. It definitely did cool off pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we took the trip back to Squamish um, and stayed our last night in Howe Sound Inn. Yeah. And then we get up on Sunday, and this is where our trip takes <laughs> some unexpected turns. This is the whole reason why Part 2 exists. So, um, yeah, so let's just start off. It was a beautiful morning. It was very warm that day. Yeah, we um, walked around. It was, right, and it was clear enough where we could see uh, Mount Garibaldi. Yeah. So what's really cool is, like, when you're in Vancouver or, you know, kind of in, like, House Sound or even um, on the waters of Vancouver, you can see some of these mountain ranges um, because there's one mountain range that looks like a middle finger. I think it's called Burnt Stew Peak. I don't know. Anyway, you can kind of see that um, from, like, parts of, like, Squamish and Vancouver. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, Mount Garibaldi sits in between um, or right in front of uh, Lake Chukamis. And then behind that, um, like, was the, basically, the mountain range that we were hiking on. So, I just thought that was cool. Mm -hmm. Um, But, yeah, very beautiful. We decided to skip breakfast, and we ended up checking out of our um, hotel, and we went down to the little brewery. And um, got a salad. We were splitting it. And I'm sitting here well, thinking, cause like... Well, because at first, we were like, our bus leaves at 2. It's a 20-minute walk, so we got to leave around 1.30. So we're like, okay, 
we can probably sit in this restaurant for about an hour and a half. So around like noon, we'll go, you know, get a salad. So that's what we did. And I'm like, I'm just going to double check and make sure that our bus leaves at 2. Well, it actually left at 1. And so at 1230, I'm like, Ellie, we got to go. So we packed up our salad, ran 15 minutes to go um, catch the bus because the bus dropped us off at the Squamish Visitor Center, which is kind of like on the like right when you get into town. Um, and that's where like it picked us up to go to Whistler. So it was a little bit of a walk. Um, we ended up making it with plenty of time, but I was like, crap, if I wouldn't have checked my email, we would have missed our bus. Yeah, so anybody's thinking at this point, this is our lucky day. Like we could have missed the bus. Granted, we probably could have got on the next one, but that was the tickets that we had the bus for. Mm-hmm. So we were like, we could have missed this. But you know, once again, lucky day. Lucky day. Shelby checked it in time and or we so made we it on the bus. So anyway, beautiful view back down to Vancouver. Once again, taking the Sea to Sky Highway. Um, it was even more beautiful this time because it wasn't as like cloudy as it was on our way up. Mm-hmm. Um, we get down. We take a. Um, we go. We, we got dropped off at the Pacific Central Station. We took a. Did we take a bus or did we walked to? No, we took a bus to another area and then took another bus. Well, we- We took the train first. Yes, and then we took a bus to Horseshoe Bend, which is where um, the ferry was going to take us because we had a stay on Bowen Island at this really beautiful Airbnb. Yeah, so when you are coming, traveling from Vancouver up to Horseshoe Bay, you can take a bus. It's part of the public transportation system. Um, It's bus 257. It's an express bus, so it pretty much gets you there as quickly as possible. Um, However... Like, it is a pretty long ride. I wasn't it was expecting a long it. Ride, it's, yeah. it's about 40 minutes, um, which I wasn't expecting that. I thought it was a lot quicker. And coming from, you know, Squamish, I was like, oh, we like literally passed this. But it, the bus ride wasn't terrible, though. It actually wasn't very crowded. So, once again, having a good day. Yes. Um, so, we get, so Horseshoe Bay is where a majority of the ferries go um, to get places like Bowen Island, Vancouver Island. They go a couple other different places. So really there's not much there other than this like ferry terminal. Mm -hmm. Um, We get there and we were going to do the like self kiosk to get tickets, but we just decided to go to the lady. Um, You asked for tickets to Bowen Island and she said, okay, two tickets to Bowen Island. She charged you, total was $22, which I thought was like, that that was right around what I think I had looked into. Um, Yeah, it's about $11 a ticket to go to Bowen Island. She gave us tickets and told us to go to waiting area A. And so we did. And it was a pretty fast process. Yeah, no, it was really quick. She handed us the tickets and she was like, uh, you know, to get to Bowen Island, you're going to go up up the stairs to Terminal A and they're actually boarding right now. So you can get on. So we were like, oh, great, perfect. Because you can't actually pre-buy these tickets. So you just have to show up and you get on the next boat. So Uh, Yeah, so... um, you handed me the tickets for I don't know why, and there was a res- I was carrying around our fifty pounds <laughs> right of that, and you um I you had the receipt too the receipt looked like a ticket and I was a little confused because everybody was dropping their tickets into what looked like a wastebasket yeah so nobody actually checks your tickets you just chuck them in a wastebasket like just a garbage bin so I was like okay yeah. well boop, there we go. And um, there's no signage for anything. Like no it just signage. it just says Terminal A. Mm-hmm. So you're like, okay, mm-hmm. and the ticket said Terminal A. So we're like, okay, we're in the right spot. Everybody's in line. We're just gonna keep going. Yeah. 
So we get on the ferry, um, and <clears throat> we rather large ferry. Yeah, and so we and there was, was food. Like and, people were instantly getting on the food. ferry and like grabbing. There food. was a little cafeteria. Yeah, so we sit down, and <laughs> I wanted to sit by the window because I wanted to get some really good pictures. And there was a ton of people on this ferry. And so the it's ride, a twenty minute ride. The ride to Bowen Island is only twenty minutes. So yeah. we take off. We're chugging along. I'm getting pictures of the city and Mount Baker, which is located in Washington. You actually can see that from um, from Vancouver. Uh, and we, at this point, we're about twenty five <laughs> minutes in. And I pull up my Google Maps because I was like, "All right, are we there yet? Like, what's going on?" Um, <laughs> I pull up my Google Maps. And we are on the south end of the island, passing the island. <laughs> and I closed out of my Google Maps. No, you didn't even close it at No, that point. I did. I'm pretty, I did before I showed you. I closed out of it because I was like, my oh, phone okay. is off. <laughs> it's on airplane mode. It doesn't actually know where we are. I opened it up again. Well, guess what? That blue dot is still where I left it. And that's when I hear, um, Allie? <laughs> and I was like, we're going to Vancouver Island. We're not going to Bowen Island. <laughs> so we had a good 15 minutes of disbelief. Yeah. And like, we're like, no, no, there's no way. Because the lady, like, she charged. She gave us Bowen Island tickets. Yeah, she charged us. She literally said, to get to Bowen Island, you have to go to Terminal A. They're boarding right now. Like, every process along the way pointed to Terminal A. So once again, thinking through it, like, we're still in disbelief, but we're like, okay. There were signs. There, we should have noticed well okay the signs were the boat's a little bit bigger and there's a giant cafeteria in the middle of it that everybody was like grabbing food but signage wise there was nothing and there was nobody like okay a lot of ferries that i've taken when you get on the ferry they'll be like okay this is your captain speaking like all aboard to so and so wherever you're going yeah there was nothing Nothing. like we just took off There was no, like, all right, departing in two minutes, or we'll be there in an hour and a half, we'll be there. There was absolutely nothing. So here we are expecting to have a 20-minute boat ride. Actually, guess what? To go to Vancouver Island, it's an hour and a half. Yeah. So we are contemplating our life right now because the only way to get back from Vancouver Island... At this point, it's 5 o'clock. At this point, it's 5 o'clock. The only way to get back to Vancouver Island is another freaking ferry (laughs) that takes an hour and a half. Okay, so we do that, and we're like, okay, if we do that, we're not going to get back to Horseshoe Bay until late, and then we have to buy tickets to go to a Bowen Island where we're supposed to be, and we have to make sure that we time it out correctly because there's only so many ferries to go to Bowen Island because it's a smaller island, and then there was only so many ferries to get back from Vancouver Island, so we had to time that out correctly, and, like, we were stressing. Yeah, I will say we probably handled it better than most people that because, travel. Right, <laughs> right. I mean, really, at that point, it was like... This is where we are. So this is where we are. We are not getting off this Something's going to happen. Yeah. Well, honestly, at that point when we found out that we were not making it to Bowen Island in the next five seconds, um, I was like, it might be quicker to jump off the boat and just swim because we were right there. But yeah, um, we were in disbelief for a little while, but uh, we talked about it and we were like, we kind of have two options here. Well, there were three options. One, we stay in Vancouver Island for the night, which we weren't entirely opposed to doing. However, that means the Bowen Island Airbnb that we booked would have been completely, you know, a wash. 
The other option was to get a ferry back and try to get to Bowen Island. And then the other option was we get a ferry back. If we can't make it to Bowen Island by then, we take the bus back downtown to Vancouver and just get a hotel for the night. Once again, the Bowen Island Airbnb kind of being a wash. So we kind of thought about that. I mean, for a while, we were trying to look up different places to stay on the island. Unfortunately, um, with the little amount of time that we had and the lack of service that I had, which was kind of confusing to me, it was a little hard to find um, a place to stay that was close by. Mm-hmm. So, and then we would have had to figure out the public transportation because it was a little bit different than what was on Vancouver. So we ended up walking off the boat, turning around, paying $38 to get back on the boat. And we got back on the boat and headed another hour and a half back. Yeah. So um, the one good thing about being stuck on this ferry, I will say, is we did have food options. Mm-hmm. There was a bathroom. There wasn't any Wi-Fi, which I thought was kind of weird because like or any I'm like, do you have people on this this ferry for an hour and a half? Like you offer yeah. everything except because I'm thinking like, OK, well, if we're going to be stuck here for an hour and a half, maybe we can get some schoolwork done. Right. You know, whatever. Couldn't do anything. Um, so that was a bummer. We did end up having a snack on the way to Vancouver Island, and then we got, like, a full meal on the way back. I felt like the way back took, like, less time because I think we were just, like, whatever. Yeah. Where on the way there, we were like, crap, this sucks. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was truly unfortunate. Uh, like you said, we would have stayed in Vancouver Island, but we just decided to risk it for the biscuit. Um, so we get back to Horseshoe Bay, and if you think things were going to get better, they don't. <laughs> <laughs> So, I'm in full, like, what the heck mode, and I'm fully intending on having a conversation with the lady that sold us the tickets, because I'm like, how did you mess this up? Um, Unfortunately, by the time we get back to Horseshoe Bay, it was so late that there was only one person available. We figured, well, let's just go to the self-checkout to get tickets, that way we know we can't screw it up. But because the, the one of the ferries had just left for Bowen Island, you couldn't buy tickets, so we had to go to the person. Yeah, so we arrived back at Horseshoe Bay at 8 p.m. The last ferry to leave for Bowen Island, or excuse me, not the last, but the, the well, yeah, the last ferry to leave for Bowen Island was 7.50. Otherwise, you had to wait till 9.20 p.m. So we were like, we're not making this Bowen Island ferry. Um, you know, we'll just, we'll wait for the 9.21 that's fine. So yeah, we end up going to this clerk. And do you want to tell the story? <laughs> yeah, so um, we say we want to go on, we're, we need to go to Bowen Island. And she says, okay, well, there's a ferry. The, we thought we were going to make this ferry before we even got off the Vancouver Island boat because it was supposed to leave at like, what, 8.05 or something? No, it was supposed to leave at 7.50. 7.50. Yeah. And um, by that time, it was like 8.05. Yeah. And she was like, well, it's delayed. If you guys, you know, make it now. If you guys go back down to the waiting area, um, you'll make it. Don't run. They'll wait for you. And we're well, like. Well, no, no, no. First, she goes, I'm going to radio them. So she well, radios. She radio them. Yeah. She radios them and says, there's two girls here. Are you able to wait, like, a couple minutes for them to get to you? They say yes. And then that's when she said, they're waiting for you. Don't run. Go up the stairs and back down. And okay. so that was the directions we got. So just to lay out this terminal really quick, there is an A waiting room and there's a B waiting room. And the only signage that points to the A waiting room is Bowen Island and um, the other location, which is, what is it called on Vancouver Island, the city that we got dropped off at? It's like um, Nanamo. Yeah, Nanimo. yeah. Those are the only signs. The other one says Gibson Island. So 
in our defense, when we, when the one lady told us waiting room A, that essentially was the waiting room we needed to be in. However, she gave us tickets to Nanamino and not Bowen Island. Yeah. Um, which, once again, I don't know how she screwed that one up. So we were confused because we went back to waiting room A and once again there was people waiting for Nanamio Island. Yeah. Vancouver Island, essentially. Yeah. So we went to waiting room B and the people there, the, the sign said Gibson. And so there was a couple people waiting and they were like, oh, you need to go down. And we're like, down where? Like, where are we going? Because if you go down, you're going to be with the you're cars the that yeah. get on the ferry. Yeah. So we went down. We basically, like, ran all over in five minutes to try to catch this ferry. To come to find out the ferry was even gone before we had to walk to the <laughs> waiting room. Like, so anyway, we fa- eventually found this very helpful worker who said, one, the ferry left. They didn't wait for you even though they said they were going to. Two, I understand the signage is very bad and people get very confused. Three, go wait in waiting room B, and then we'll, the, you're going to see your ferry. It's going to be a small ferry. Yeah. Okay, so we go back to the waiting room. I am bitching up a storm because I'm pissed. <laughs> and people are hearing me. And there was this guy who... Um, he was a regular. He was a regular. He sounded like he was Australian, though. And um, he basically said, yes, I commute every day. I don't think he was taking the Bowen Island ferry. He was taking a different ferry. He was ferry. going to Um. However, waiting in the same waiting room as us, like, how confusing is that? And he said, um, we explained the situation to him and then explained to him how we accidentally got sold the wrong tickets, even though we paid one price to go somewhere else. And he was, like, in disbelief. And then he basically just said, well, your ferry is going to be smaller. You'll see when it comes up. So when it came up, it was smaller. And he was like, well, you need to go down to the bottom. To Terminal A. To Terminal A and go down to the bottom. And we're like, but we were told to be here. I was really hesitant on leaving because I was like, I am not missing this ferry. (laughs) So we ended up going back down, which turns out where we needed to be because then the worker who we had originally saw was like, yeah, sorry, they just changed it again. You're supposed to be here. And we eventually, we actually just ended up walking on the ferry. Yeah, they didn't even check your ticket. And they didn't even check. So I'm like, we just bought more tickets. Moral of the story, if you take BC ferries, which you shouldn't, um, you basically don't even need to buy a ticket because they don't check them, and they also will sell you the wrong ticket. Yeah, so we walk on with the cars to this ferry. We get up top. Um, it is a little bit smaller than the first one that we took. There is still a cafeteria, mm-hmm. but it's more cold dishes. Um, they have a couple things that they'll, they cook, but not like the full-fledged kitchen we were at um, for Vancouver which Island. Sense. Which makes sense. Um, if anybody that lives in Michigan has been to, like, Mackinac Island, it's pretty much like that, but they also carry cars as well. And, yeah, I mean, this ferry ride was pretty quick and simple <laughs> about, I mean, really, you only felt like you were on the ferry for probably about 10 minutes because by the time you get on and it takes off and then you land, like, you're there. Yeah. So it made sense after we actually ended up doing it. So we pull in to, to Snug Cove. Snug Cove. And we're looking around, and it's pretty dark. Like, there's no terminal. There's no building like there was on Vancouver Island and Horseshoe Bay. There is literally a dock that lowers um, from the people who are driving the boat as well, not anybody who's working. And that's pretty much it. There's a couple streetlights, and it's 10 o'clock at night at mm-hmm. this point. Yeah, and we had a 22-minute walk to our airbnb um mind you bowen island is very small there is not uber there's not a ride sharing service there may have been public transportation i i I thought there wasn't either way at that night it wasn't running um so we took the ever so delightful walk (laughs) uh, um up once again a steep incline 
to get to our Airbnb. And it was about a mile. Took us about 25 minutes. And Allie was pushing our 50-pound <laughs> luggage. And I gained some muscles that night. And we passed a van parked on the side of the road, which was a little sketchy. <laughs> which said, like, they can't take me or something like that. <laughs> so we're walking. And at first, like, it's not that bad because there is a small little town. Granted, everything was closed. But there are street lights. Um, it's very minimal. But... Um, there, there was stuff around, so it wasn't that big of a deal, but, and there was a sidewalk, but then once we, like, turned out of Snug Cove, there was no sidewalk, we were on the pavement the whole time, and it was completely pitch black, and we were also in the woods, like, there was no subdivisions, there were no houses, we were in the woods. So me, like, trying to think of, you know, we're, we're, like, this is Vancouver, this is near Vancouver Island, there are bears, there are animals, so I'm like, I'm just not gonna shut up. And keep talking because I don't want to, like, run into a bear unexpectedly or, like, a bear not, like, think we're there. Granted, our suitcase was probably loud enough. But, yeah, it was so, pretty loud. I'm talking to Shelby, like, the whole time. She's got her flashlight on. We literally are walking in, you know, the middle of the woods. Which, Didn't see one car. Nope. Um, which I grew up up north, so, I mean, I've done this before, but... <laughs> Wasn't expecting to do it on, like, the steep incline. I was sweating. It was, like, very, very exhausting. We finally get to the top of our Airbnb, which, unfortunately, was beautiful. It was very beautiful. we didn't get to enjoy it. And we just went to bed. I think I did. Yeah, I I did some work, and we just, we went to bed. It was very unfortunate. We Um, took a shower. Um, It did have, uh, I will say... The one good thing that came out of this was Canada still has The Office on Netflix. Yep, Canada still has The Office on Netflix. So I watched The Office for a little bit. Uh, we got up the next day, and unfortunately, this was like our last full day in Vancouver, and we had to spend most of it traveling and at the airport. However, we did get breakfast at a cute little Snug Cove cafe. Yeah. Um, and side note, well, we did walk around a little bit too after that. There are scenes of Virgin River filmed on the exterior of Snug Cove. Which is kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think they filmed anything on Snug Cove, but uh, that was kind of cool to see. So we got breakfast. Um, we we actually, walked up here. We actually got to this breakfast place like right before like the big rush of people came, mm-hmm. um, and they had a pretty decent like menu, coffee, sandwiches, stuff like that. Uh, what's really cool is if you're like a regular and you need to take the ferry every day or whatever, like you'll sit outside and they'll like they'll run the food to you so you can like make the ferry make the ferry in time. Yeah. Um, it was cute. We sat there for a while, um, and then we did walk the pier. Um, that was that was cool. Yeah, and then that's when we found out too on our way back from Bowen Island because, like I said, there's no terminal or anything to even like buy tickets. You actually don't have to pay to get back to Horseshoe Bay, so you just walk on when um, yeah when, when the boat gets when there. you're ready to go back. Yeah. Um, so we made it back to Horseshoe Bay. We took the same bus we took, um, to Horseshoe Bay, back down to the city center, and then we took essentially a subway system that takes you directly to the airport. Yeah. So... we sat at the airport for eight hours. Yeah, so... Yeah, I was kind of at that point, once again, we had schoolwork to do, so, um... Shelby, you had class. I did have class. We did need to sit at the airport for quite a while. Unfortunately, we did fly JetBlue, and JetBlue does not let you check in. It's they don't let you check in or check your bag until three hours prior. Even though online, it says you can check your bag up to six hours prior, but they didn't even open the kiosk until three hours prior. So we get there, we have lunch. we both did some schoolwork, and 
actually the Vancouver airport, at least where we came in at on the terminal, they actually have like a whole full-fledged cafeteria area with different places to eat. So that was kind of nice because I'm used to Detroit where you literally can't do anything until you get past security. So I was a little worried because I was like, okay, Shelby, if you have to go to class and I'm going to do homework, then like, where are we doing this at? Because if it's anything like the Detroit airport, there's no way we're going to be able to sit here for six hours. Like we're not going to have any food or anything. So I did appreciate that about the Vancouver airport. It was really nice on the outside before you even got into uh, security. So three hours prior to boarding, um, which we boarded at 10.55. So this was what, eight o'clock mm-hmm. at this point. Um, JetBlue's kiosk opens up. And so we're in line. For whatever reason, it took an hour to check our bag. Well, almost an hour because, they, I don't know, they're just kind of being slow. But we check our bag. Um, we get through security. And the Vancouver airport, this was the first time we kind of got to see it because when we flew in, it, we were pretty much like one of the last flights to fly in. It was dead. You Nothing was open. You basically just got out of there as soon as possible. So this was actually really cool because they had um, almost like a little stream. Like in the airport, there was a ton of places to eat. They had a couple different restaurants. And then they actually had like a lot of greenery everywhere, which I was pretty surprised. Um, I saw a mouse as well in the greenery. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, so we ended up getting, what did we get, Subway? Mm-hmm. It was the only thing open at that time. Do you want to share your, your app experience, mobile app Yeah, experience? so like I have said in previous episodes, if I can order ahead, I will be ordering ahead. And uh, this Subway had a sign that said you can do order ahead. And I was like, well, perfect. And so you put your order in, which, by the way, they don't have Italian seasoning or sauce on Subway. It's called and they house don't, sauce. Yeah, and they don't have spicy Italian like the... Right. Um, And so you got that. I got my typical sandwich and I placed my order and then I went up to like make sure. Granted, the line was really long because there was like. There were only two things There was an A&W, which by the way, Canada loves A&W. Did not see that one coming. Um, Just almost as much as they love their Tim Hortons. Yeah. And uh, there was that and then there was two other restaurants. The two other restaurants were closed. So everybody was in line for either A&W or Subway. And I walk up there and the lady was like, kind of irritated. It was like, do you place a mobile order? Like, we're not accepting mobile orders right now. And I was like, okay, well, you could have like somehow put a sign up or like shut down being able to take mobile orders on your app because I just placed a freaking order. <laughs> and paid for it. And paid for it. So I was really irritated. And unfortunately, we couldn't really go anywhere else because a lot of places, even like the sit down restaurants were closed at this time. Um, and I did not want A&W, so we just got in the subway line and had to do our orders manually, which was fine, but if I would have known that, we would have gotten in the line a long time ago, and we got up, the, up there, and the lady, like, apologized, and was like, sorry, we're just really busy, and I was like, I mean, I understand, like, you know, you could have, like, put a sign up, but whatever, <laughs> um, so that was a little unfortunate. That was just, like, the hits just kept coming at yeah, the end of this trip, yeah, so and they still didn't stop. We, yep, no, so we get our food, we eat our food, um, and then it starts getting ready for boarding. So it's 10.55. For some reason, we got called up to the desk and they had to look at our passports again. And um, and then everybody starts boarding. So the boarding process was pretty quick. Um, we were one of the last groups to board, um, as I usually am. But we get on the plane and, like, instantly, as soon as I walk on, I'm like, this plane is hot. Well, hold on. Back up. While we were boarding, they said, we have a small, I don't even know, maintenance 
task that we have to do yeah. as you guys board we're gonna start one of the engines so like if you hear things that would that's what it is it's gonna be super quick we're gonna board you pretty quickly we're gonna get you out of here on time blah 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 blah, yeah. blah 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 and then we get on to the plane and it's it's a heat wave like instantly when I get on I'm like this plane is very hot like they do not have the AC on right now and I've had that happen before so I didn't think like too much of it so we take our seats and it's getting hotter and hotter and the door is shut at this point and it's at this point it's been like what 20 minutes 30 minutes and it's getting hotter and the pilot jumps on and he's like hey everybody we're still doing our maintenance check right now um also the ac is out um we're bringing in external ac so just just hang tight just hang tight and then that's what we got okay i know they did bring in external ac because there was like a tad coming out of like the little um fan things however it was so hot on this plane like Okay, I take heat pretty well, so I wasn't as hot as you, and I, ca- I had my sweatshirt on for, like, I want to say half of this time. I was in a tank like, top the entire time. Yeah, you were sweating. I was doing okay. It was still very hot. It was really hot. And um, when you're in Canada, so at the airport, you do have to wear a mask, but once you, like, enter the plane, you technically yeah. don't. Okay, well, you're supposed to. I did. But um, when you get on the plane, you don't have to. Um so we had our masks off on the plane, but a lot of people, they are from Canada or they're from other countries and they, they are still wearing their masks or people that just prefer to wear their masks on planes because, you know, it's really crowded. Uh, a lot of people were wearing masks. I felt so bad for these people because, like, anybody who was wearing a mask, they were dripping sweat. Their faces were bright red. Some of these people looked like they were ready to pass out. So at this point, we're going on about an hour and the flight attendants at this point have done absolutely nothing. They're just sitting in the back. Probably trying to avoid the chaotic mess that could potentially happen. So a bunch of people start pressing the flight attendant buttons. And one of the ladies is like, I need to get off this plane. I'm going to pass out. Like, it's way too hot in here. And the flight attendant was like, well, um, I can't let you off the plane because it's an international flight. So if I let you off, you're not going to be allowed back on. So the lady ends up like sitting back down. And then they, the flight attendants must have, like, radioed somebody, but eventually they got the okay to open up, like, the back door. So they open up the back door, which is kind of by where we're sitting. It made absolutely no difference where we were sitting at all. However, if you walked to the very back of the plane or you decided to use the restroom, that's where it was the coldest. So a lot of people who were in fear of passing out were walking towards the back of the plane. Some people were going to the bathroom just to cool down, like it wasn't to actually go to the bathroom. And it just literally kept getting hotter and hotter. And this whole time, like, I was just floored because, like, we had ran out of water at that point. The flight attendants were not passing out water. We were just all, like, in a hot box, basically. So once again, the pilot comes on. We're working on maintenance. We got one of the maintenance things done. Now we're trying to do another one. Don't worry. We'll get you guys there on time. I understand it's hot. Um, same thing. Just kept getting hotter. I was sweating a lot. I was using my uh, safety card as a fan for about three hours. Um, and then eventually, like, the plane started making noises. <laughs> yeah, so they think they did their maintenance that they were supposed to do, like, two hours ago. And it did not sound good. Like, no. I, I don't know what it was supposed to sound like, but it sounded like someone trying to turn a car over and it just wasn't starting. Yeah. And I'm like, I mean, all of us at this point were looking at each other like, should we get off this plane? <laughs> like, what is going on? 
so I want to say probably 20 minutes after. Once again, no communication from the pilot at that point. Like, Mm -hmm. he wasn't like, sorry, guys, everything is good. Like, that noise is normal. Nothing. Nothing. (laughs) We just pull out of the gate and take off. Like, and at that point, we had been two hours in. Finally, we get in the sky, um, and it did cool down, but it took a while. Yeah, it took about an hour. Um, I eventually just fell asleep because I was exhausted at this point. Um, And And I could not fall asleep because I was so hot. Yeah, and so we, I think we we still made, I want to say, pretty decent time. We had to come back to New York um, to get our connecting flight. So... I would say our trip was really good up until about, like, the last two days. And then we really were kind of thrown for... There was a lot of travel. There was a lot of travel. Lot of there was a lot of travel. Traveling. We can say we've been to Vancouver Island only if it was for a hot second. <laughs> um, the Vancouver Island Ferry Terminal was, like, an airport, though. Like, it had mm-hmm. so much stuff in it. I was like, shoot, this is, like, a lot. Um, These people probably know what they're doing on this side. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, she sent us there for a reason. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, a good trip. Um, obviously, some hiccups, but nonetheless, what was your... So, from your what you thought about Vancouver until uh, Vancouver, what was your... Um, like, how did okay. it compare to what yeah, you thought it was Yeah, so, I kind of thought it would be pretty similar to Washington, um, and it was. However... I will say, like, the weather was very different from what I thought it was going to be. I thought it was going to be very, very rainy, um, cold. You know, it's kind of getting into fall. It was actually, like, it. granted, this might not be how it is all the time. But when we went, it was only cloudy one day. It barely rained. Like, when it did rain, it rained for maybe, like, an hour. And it was, like, a light sprinkle. And I was hot almost the entire time. Like, I <laughs> never wore a sweatshirt almost ever. Um, so the weather really surprised me as far as that goes. As far as the mountains go, um, I know like parts of Vancouver Island and like north of Vancouver is super mountainous and I was, I just didn't expect us to see it, honestly. Like I thought it was going to be, thought it was going to be cool, but it wasn't going to be like this awesome hike that we ended up doing. So that like really surprised me. I think I kind of figured we'd have to go even farther north than what we did to see what we saw. So I was really excited about that. What about you? Yeah, so um, Vancouver reminded me nothing of Seattle. I don't know why. No, no, it didn't. It just, it had a completely different vibe. Yeah, and when I say, like, Vancouver reminds me of Seattle, I guess I mean more the landscape, not the city. Yeah, I would kind of agree with that. Um, The one thing about Vancouver is, like, you are really nestled in mountains. In Seattle, it's like... I mean, it is pretty mountainous, and you, but you have, like, more, like, isolated mountains, like Mount Rainier, Mount Baker, you know, things like that. Mm-hmm. Where in Vancouver, you, I mean, you have, like, some isolated mountains, but it's really just continuous mountain ranges instead. Um, it didn't really remind me of Alaska just because... I mean, it was a lot warmer than Alaska. Mm-hmm. Also, the city of Vancouver is very big. Yeah. Like, it's honestly probably, like, just, like, looking at it, the skyline from a distance, it looks, I mean, it's a big city. Like, yeah. so we flew into New York as a connecting flight. Yeah. And we saw the New York skyline. I was underwhelmed. I don't know about yeah. you, but I was like, that's New York. Yeah. That's it right there. Seriously. Um, and we flew into Vancouver, and we see the Vancouver skyline, and I was like, this honestly looks cooler than the New York yeah. skyline, but maybe that's just me. Uh, so there was a lot. There was also other cities around. Like, wh- I can't remember the name of the city to the um, the east. But that was kind of cool to see. Like, there was a lot mm-hmm. of, like, sky-rise buildings and stuff. Um, 
I would say Vancouver was a lot cooler than what I thought it was going to be. Not that yeah. I, like, expected it to be boring by any means, but there was just so much to do. Like, I felt like we could have spent a whole nother week checking yeah. things out. Yeah, I Like, agree. it was just, the people were pretty friendly. Um, there was a lot of different food choices. Um, like, some of the things that we had maybe on our itinerary that we didn't do was, like, the Stowamish Chief Hike in, yeah. in Squamish. We wanted to do that, however, we just didn't have time. It's also a very strenuous hike, but it has really good views. Um, so there was a lot of things that I felt like we could have done, or kayaking in, like, yeah, Bowen Island. Bowen we just Island. didn't have time. There's also a really good hike in Bowen Island called um, Dorman Point, I believe. Um, but once again, that took all day. Right. So there was just a lot of things that we had more time we could have done. done. Although I do feel like we did, like, we did see a lot of, you know, the city and surrounding areas. Yeah. Um, so when, yeah, I don't, it didn't remind me of Alaska. It didn't remind me of Seattle. It really had its own entire vibe and I enjoyed, I enjoyed it. Uh, would you ever live there? Would I ever live there? Honestly, like, Squamish was really cool. Like, I could see myself, like... Like, if I ever ever moved out that way or moved to Canada, like, that would be a place I would consider because there was enough there to, like, do stuff. It was in the middle of the mountains. It's close enough to the city where if you Mm -hmm. need to fly anywhere, if you need to, like, pick anybody up, if you want to go into the city for a day, you can. Um, I, I was, like, Squamish really surprised me. I did not think I would like it as much as I did. Yeah, I agree. Um, was there anything that surprised you about Vancouver or things that you just, like, weren't expecting? Well, Squamish was one of them. Um, one, I didn't think it would be as big as it was when I saw that there were yeah. 20,000 people that live in it. I was like, oh, okay. Um, and it was one of those mountain towns where, like, Whistler reminds me of a ski resort town. Yeah. Like, there's the condos. There's the really nice buildings. Everything's, like, a little more, like, higher class. Um, whereas, not that Squamish isn't, but Squamish was more like, it felt more like mountain town, homebody kind of vibe. Like, it wasn't, it didn't seem like that's where everybody goes to vacation, I guess. But it was still really, really, really cool. Yeah. So that surprised me. And then another thing I want to say that did surprise me was the bike riding at Stanley Park. Because, I mean, I was excited for it. And obviously, like, I booked it. So, like, I kind of knew what we were getting into. But... It was way cooler than what I thought it was. It was a lot longer. The beaches there were gorgeous. Like, every, it was just overall just very cool. Yeah. And one thing that surprised me were the amount of Teslas that we saw. I was a little surprised by that. I was like, basically everybody and their brother has a Tesla here. So, I don't know. Maybe there's, like, a Tesla factory or something in that area of the state. (laughs) But I was like, there's a lot of Teslas. Um, Yeah, I don't think I was surprised too much by anything else. For the most part, I want to say it was a pretty clean city in a lot of the populated yeah. areas. Um, once again, if you kind of get to the outskirts, it can get a little bit yucky, but um, it was pretty clean. They are very, you know, green. They do recycle yeah. um, things of that nature. Uh, they do rely heavily on public transportation. Um, so yeah, I wasn't surprised by it too much, um, but I was thoroughly, I did thoroughly enjoy it. I would live here. <laughs> I would live here. I think, as I have talked about before, my husband has always said if I die or when we retire, we're going to move to Alaska. And I, I do enjoy Alaska. Um, I have a deep appreciation for the people who live there because it is a very, it's a very different way of life and you have to be very dedicated to it. Um, Vancouver, I feel like, is a good nice. kind of in-between. Yeah. It's, it's not super close to Alaska by any means. Yeah. But it kind of has that same vibe. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, it's... 
you know, if you go outside of Vancouver, if you're in Whistler or even, you know, in a more, more remote area, you do have to kind of depend on, you know, certain things to live. Right. Um, so I think I definitely would live here. It would be interesting to go in the winter. Yeah. And see what that's like. Um, but the summer was very beautiful. I just think it was a very, like, versatile city. Like, if you wanted to go hang out on the beach, you can go hang out on the beach. Mm-hmm. If you want to go ski, you can go ski. If mm-hmm. you want to live a city life, you can live a city life. Like, there was just, like, so much there that, like, I was like, now you go have a, go back home to Michigan, and you're like, we got yeah. nothing here. Like, there's yeah. just, if there was, it was so picturesque. It was so beautiful. I mean, we walked like 30,000 steps every single day because mm-hmm. everything was just so walkable. And yeah, I, I really, I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I would. And, um, if you're ever looking for maybe an international place to go, if you live in the United States or you just want to, you know, see something, experience something different, I would highly recommend Vancouver. I don't yeah. think it's anything like anything else in Canada. Um, I really, I think it's truly a hidden gem. Yeah, I, I agree. Um, I know when we were there, we were kind of comparing to like our, because our first girls trip was Boston. And then, you know, now we have Vancouver. And so we were like, Boston was just such a good trip that we were like, nothing will ever top it. Yeah. And I mean, I still think that. However, Vancouver was an amazing trip in its own way. Like East Coast versus West Coast is just very different. It is. When we were in Boston, you know, we were kind of there more for the Halloween vibes. We were there for this you know, small town, like, on the East Coast. When we were in Vancouver, we were looking for mountains and hiking, and I think we definitely got that. We definitely got that, for sure. Um, It was, yeah, it was just, it was good overall, um, other than a few (laughs) mix-ups with transportation. But, um, hey, what can you say? I feel like you can't always win all the time. And we got to say we went to Vancouver Island. We can give advice about BC ferries, (laughs) and I guess really that's all you can ask for. So, yeah. With that, coming in for a landing. Bye. Bye.